quiet, please. Quiet, please. Arnell and James have some deadly serious business to discuss about their friend Eddie. Unfortunately, Eddie can't be there because Eddie's dead. And there are no such things as ghosts, are there? Foley Mara Studios presents Quiet Please, which is written by Willis Cooper and directed by Chuck and Megan Mara. Quiet Please for tonight is called Come In, Eddie. Do you believe in ghosts? Haunted houses? Then I've got a story for you. We were sitting in the living room alongside the fireplace, Jim Paxton and me, just sitting there and talking with him having the occasional nip out of a bottle, just sitting there and looking at the fire. Never thought I might run into Jim on 39th. And he said, how about driving out to the country to your place, huh? That's what we were talking about this night and the rain. It was half past 12. We were all alone in the house. How long you been here, Arnell? Where? Here, in Eddie's house. This is my house. <laughs> it is now. So don't forget it. No. You feel funny living here? No. I would. Yeah, I suppose you would. Eddie ever come around? You kidding? No. Does he? Well, how could he? Yeah. He liked the house pretty well. Yeah. If he came around now, he wouldn't recognize it. I couldn't see what you've done with it. It was so dark once we come in. I'll show you in the morning. Good. Well, that fire feels good. Yes. Where you been all this time, James? Uh, different places. You stayed right here, though, huh? Here and in New York. I think maybe Carl and I will move out here, though, permanently in the spring. Not for me. Nobody asking. Hey, Arnell. Yeah. You got much left. What do you mean, much? Well, I mean, you know, besides the house. Why? Well, we got some. <laughs> Why? Are you broke? Pretty near. You still got your card? Union card? Sure. Well. What do you mean, well? I, if I'm going to play piano, I'm going to do it for fun. What am I supposed to do? I thought you'd have an idea. Well, I gave you an idea. Yeah. That Eddie's piano? That's my piano. The one Eddie had, I mean. Yes. I, mean, I haven't touched a keyboard in years. Okay. I guess Eddie wouldn't mind if I play his piano, huh? Lay off that Eddie stuff, will you? Remember that thing we used to play? That E minor symphony thing?
cut that out, will you? Is it bothering you? Yeah. Leave the piano alone. Okay. We can just talk. Why don't you just shut up a while? Ooh, well, I feel like talking, I guess. Well, I don't. Well, then I'll talk. And you just listen, huh? Want a drink? No. I'll have one. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be alone in this house with Eddie walking around. Cut it out. Haunting. I told you to cut that out. You hear me? Oh, now look. You gone and busted one of Eddie's best glasses. You stop! Just what are you trying to cook up? <laughs> I thought you weren't afraid of ghosts. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, I tell you. Okay, okay. What are you up to, Jim? I just thought maybe you'd, I'd, you know, get your mind on Eddie for a little while. Why? Well, I'll tell you, Arnell. I gotta have some dough. Oh. I get it. Good. And the answer's no. I mean, I gotta have it, Arnell. Listen. You got the big half when... When... When we murdered Eddie? Ah, don't take it so big, Arnell. There's nobody here but you and me. What was that? The ashtray fell off the piano onto the keys. What's the matter? You think it was Eddie? Listen, I got just about enough of this. Oh, it's all so cold in here all of a sudden. Hey, no wonder. That door's open. I'll get it. No, wait. Maybe Eddie is here. Come in, Eddie. Don't say that. Too late, Arnell. Shut the door, Eddie. It was the wind that closed it. It must have been the wind. The wind does funny things in an old house like this one. Sure, the, the wind can open a door, and the wind can close a door sometimes. Won't it? It couldn't be Eddie. Well, Eddie's dead. Eddie died six years ago right here in this house. Right here in this room. I couldn't help it. I liked Eddie. Why, Eddie was my cousin, wasn't he? I couldn't help that he had more money than he knew what to do with. I couldn't help wanting his money. Everybody wants money, don't they? Eddie shouldn't have let me know that he'd made that will and that I was to get everything, the house and everything. I'm not gonna be crazy. Eddie can't be here. You know, if he was going to haunt me, he'd have been here before this. Wendy? There isn't any way out of it, Arnell. You see? I gotta have dough. Now. And I want you to see. Now look, Arnell. Let's be reasonable. You let me have this dough and I'll run away and I won't come back. How do I know you won't? <laughs> Simply... You don't. But see, you haven't got any alternative. I won't do it. Hmm. What do I do to her in this state? Who? Murder her. Stop talking that way. Hang her. Oh, I know. 
burn her. You'll find out, too, if you try to to squeal on me. You had just as much to do with it as I did. Hey, that's right. So I did. So don't try anything. Oh, no. Don't be so dumb. That's the trouble with you. You're always so... dumb. What? Listen, who thought of knocking Eddie off in the first place? You did? Right. And who figured out a way to do it so nobody would ever even suspect he was murdered? You did. Well then, jerk. You don't think I haven't got a way out on this thing? How? Ah, like I should tell you. Look, take my word for it, Arnell. I'm in the clear. But sister, you ain't. So, you might as well lay it on the line and be happy. I don't believe it. Okay, so don't then. But believe me, Arnell, when I tell you it's going to cost you one thing or another. What do you mean? The dough, Arnell. Or your life. You see? I won't do it. Stir up the fire a little. It's getting cold in here again. Is that door open? No. The door's closed, Arnell. Eddie's in here with us. I didn't touch that poker. Sure you didn't, Arnell. That was Eddie. Starting to stir up the fire for you. When people are dead, they're dead. They don't come back to haunt other people. Jim's just pulling some kind of trick on me. Like he tricked me into killing Eddie. I would never have thought of it until he suggested it. I would just lie awake nights thinking how fine it would be if Eddie was dead. And I had all his money. And I remember how Jim Paxton worked on me. I remember how he said Eddie would be better off because he was so sick all of the time. And then that time he told me he got away to kill Eddie so that nobody would ever think. And he kept talking about what we could do with all the money that he had. And Eddie in the next room with that crystal cocktail shaker of his calling to us to come and have a drink. He was so lonesome. And the two of us would drink with him, and he never knew what we were thinking over the rims of our glasses. I remember Jim whispering in the corner. Nice guy, Eddie, but he's so useless, Arnie. And I remember Jim on the telephone. Poor old Eddie, always half drunk and I remember waking up in the middle of the night and thinking, I heard Jim's voice somewhere. We'd be doing Eddie a favor, Arnell. And a day, in this very room, and Eddie on the floor, and Jim walking across the room with that big, toothy grin of his and sticking out his hand and saying, Oh, congratulations! Congratulations, rich lady! And then the sound of a poker falling on the hearth in Eddie's house at midnight. With nobody there but me and Jim Paxton. That was Eddie starting to stir up the fire for you. I want a drink. No, no, wait, Arnell. Cut it out, Jim. I said wait. We want to get this thing settled before you start to get tight. I'm not going to get tight. I just want a drink. 
You'll get a drink. I want to straighten this thing out first. Now look. I'll give you a thousand dollars. Why, you big-hearted old gal, you. Not another dime. Hand me that bottle. Kid, I don't want a thousand dollars. Will you give me a drink? No, kid. Look, I want a lot more than ten lousy hundred-dollar bills. Well, you're not going to get it. I think I am. How much? How much you got? None of your business. Let's stop kidding around, Arnell. I've got an idea how much dough you got. You have not. Well, you'd be surprised. Look, for $20,000, I'll never see you again. $20,000? What do you think I am? A jerk. Now listen. A jerk that murdered her pal. With your help. I know. I never touched Eddie. Well... You killed him. Well, you're just as guilty as I am. Nah. -uh. Give me a drink. After a while. What about this 20 G's? You... You know what I could do to you? What? What could you do, Arnell? You said I killed Eddie. You did. Did it ever, ever occur to you that I might kill you? Sure. I'm faster than you, Jim. Yep. Why, I could... You could choke me, or you could hit me with a poker, or maybe you got guns here you could shoot me with. I, I think I will kill you. You do, huh? Yeah, I do. Wait a minute, Arnell. Why should I? Well, I'll... I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Arnell. Go on. See, the trouble with you is you're so dumb. Dumb enough to kill you. Yeah. And that sure would be dumb, boy. Yeah? Look, kid, I told you, I got an out if I have to turn you in. I was smart enough to figure that out so nobody could touch me. What's that got to do with me killing you? Well, Arnell, if I was smart enough to figure out a foolproof way of knocking off your cousin, and if I was smart enough to dope out a way to keep my nose clean if they hang you... Well? Wouldn't I be smart enough to have an angle that would keep you from bumping me? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, one of the reasons I like you, Arnell, is you're so simple-minded. Why, you... Look, don't you ever go to the movies or listen to the radio or read a book? What are you talking about? Okay, look, there's a little note written to a certain guy that spills all the works about how Eddie got knocked off. And this little note, Arnell, is in the hand of a certain other guy. And if I don't call him up or come see him for 24 hours, he mails the note. You see how simple? I don't believe it. Okay. Knock me off and see. You know, Jim... Jim, I was thinking. Well, what do you know about that? I was thinking. Wouldn't it be funny... If Eddie was here? Funny. Oh, you know, if Eddie was here, if Eddie was here listening to us two talk about how we, we... Murdered is the word, Arnell. All right. Murdered. How we murdered him. You know. You know, I don't think he, he knew who did it. I never thought of that. I don't think he did. He was standing there. Right over there. I remember. And he had his back turned to both of us. Let's not go into the details, Arnell. I remember it well enough. Well, I was thinking if he was here, finding out that we murdered him, 
and now we're talking about getting rid of each other. Yeah. He'd get a great kick out of it. Eddie had a terrific sense of humor. Yeah. He also had a terrific sense of getting even with people, Jim. Yeah, uh, I know. Well, if he was here, listening to all this, you know what he'd be thinking about. Getting even? Yeah. Well, so okay, he's not here. You sure? Look, I know the wind blew the door open. Yeah? And I knocked the poker over. Well, how could you? I kicked the base of the stand. <laughs> Scared you, huh? You, no kidding. No kidding, did you? Yeah, I, I did. Then, then you don't think... You don't think Eddie is here? Are you nuts? Why, sure. How could it? I mean, there... There aren't any ghosts, are there? Well, hey, not to change the subject, girlie, but what about my money? Oh, I gotta think about it. You ought to have your thinking all done by now, lady. Look, I've laid it on the line for you. It's open and shut. Give me a drink. Go ahead. Wait. What's the matter? Listen. What, what is it? I know what it sounds like. Eddie's cocktail shaker. Yeah. Who else is in the house? Nobody. Don't kid. I'm not. Listen. Jim? Quiet. Listen, Jim. Listen. That's the way Eddie used to shake up those daiquiris. You remember? Listen. Ching, 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 ching. Remember? Eddie. Always in the library making a drink. Maybe he heard you asking for one. Cut it out. Go see what that noise is. Not me. It's... It's in your library. Jim. Maybe it is, Eddie. Go see. No. Listen, if you're pulling a gag Jim, on me... Jim, I'm not. I'm telling you. Where is that cocktail shaker of his? In the library. I put it in there the other day. Why don't you go see what that noise is? No. Right, well, let's both go. Jim. I'm afraid. You know what we were talking about. About Eddie getting even. Ah, you're such a jerk. It's probably rats or something. Here, give me that poker. I'll go see. No. Get out no. of the way. Hey, Eddie! No. See? No, Jim. Hey, Eddie! Bring us a drink. Cut it out. Look out. Come on, bring us a drink. Hey, Eddie! Come in, Eddie! Oh, what the... Where are the lights? Hey, turn on the lights! The lights! I'll get them! Eddie! 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 I started bumping into the furniture, so I tried the wall switch, but I couldn't find it. Then I felt someone grab me, and I heard Jim yelling. And that cocktail shaker just clinking away the way Eddie used to shake. The way I always remembered. Then I heard a kind of struggle going on in the dark, and Jim sounded like somebody had him by the throat. And I fell over something and hit my head. The last thing I remember was the sound of the crashing glass. 
passed out cold on the floor. And then slowly, slowly I drifted back. The lights were still out and I could smell the familiar smell of liquor. The daiquiri cocktails from the crystal shaker. Nobody in that house had had a daiquiri since the day Eddie died. And I heard something. I heard the piano. And the music was that old favorite of Eddie's, the one he used to play. The one Jim had started to play. And I called, Jim! Hey, Jim! But the music went right on, and Jim didn't answer. And then the doorbell started to ring. And the music stopped. Then the lights went down, and a big fella in some kind of uniform stood in the door. Don't seem to be anybody. Oh, there you are. Who are you? State police. I'm glad to... I... Well, what do you want? Who was that playing the piano when I rang the bell? I... I don't know. Well, get up off the floor. Uh-uh. Where's the... Uh-oh. What? What? Where's Jim? Jim. Is this Jim here, lady? Where? Here. And I looked. And Jim was beside the fireplace. And he was... dead. And beside him was the shattered remains of the crystal cocktail shaker that had been Eddie's. You do this, lady? I... Where did it come from? You do this? Who sent you here? Well, I'll tell you. Some guy called up and said there was murder being done here and we better get here quick, so... No, don't try any monkey business with me, lady. There's another officer right outside the door and he's got a Tommy gun and he's got a... Well, who is this? This fella who told you, officer. That I'm going to find out. Stick your hands out, will you? That's it. I don't know who he was, but he just said, this is Eddie speaking. And I said, Eddie who? He laughed and said, just Eddie. That's all I know. Tonight's Quiet Please episode is called Come In, Eddie. It is written by Willis Cooper and directed by Chuck and Megan Mara. Arnell, the person who spoke to you, was played by Cinda Williams. And Jim Paxton was played by Andrew Heil. Jason Bogue was the police officer. This episode of Quiet Please was originally aired on December 1st, 1947 by the Mutual Broadcasting Company. This recreation of Quiet Please comes to you from Los Angeles and is produced by Foley Mara Studios. And so until next week at this time, I am quietly yours, Cinda Williams. <laughs>